Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome in, everybody, to the Belly Up Fantasy Live Dynasty Edition, where we are here to officially welcome the Dynasty offseason. Joining me today from the TSS Fantasy Show, you might know him as the Commish. He is Commissioner Cooper. We have Andrew LaDuke, our famous fantasy football writer. And then we got the man who does every sport, Kevin Wilson. How are you guys feeling today? We're feeling great. Got drink? We're set. Yeah. We'll, be, we'll be pouring this one out. Don't worry. <laughs> I know you, uh, you're on those Patriots. Uh, ooh. <laughs> it's a new season. It's a new season. Hey, there you, you go. Be wearing you go. a Penguins jersey, not that. Oh, Penguins. the Penguins. That's right. Yeah, you got to get yourself a Crosby jersey. <laughs> oh, you did not just tell me to get a Crosby jersey. <laughs> All right, boys. So I'm glad to welcome in this new era. We're going to be doing Dynasty podcast every Sunday at 11 a.m. Uh, this one got started at 1110. It won't be that way. It'll be 11 a.m. from now on. We just had a little technical issues to begin with. But I want to get it started with coaching changes, boys. We had a bunch of them. We saw Vic Fangio's out of Denver. Brian Flores, my man TSS. He knows what I'm talking about. Brian Flores out of Miami. We got, you know, Joe Judge finally out of New York. Matt Nagy finally <laughs> out of Chicago. And, and you know what? David Coley, I feel bad for the guy, but, you know, he ended up being a scapegoat and getting kicked out of Houston. Tell me, boys, starting with Kamish, tell me, who were you expecting? And who who's like, uh, who's still got a job that you're like, why aren't you fired yet? Well, I, well, first, I just want to start with Flores, if I may. You know, since you're talking about America's team, the Miami Dolphins, unfortunately, they are owned by 
Steven Ross, who I'll just bring this up again, but prior to coming to Miami over in Kansas City, they did nothing. And now he comes over to Miami and he's starting to do the same thing. Like, this is just craziness of what's going on. Listen, at the end of the day, we're hearing a lot of stuff coming out that Flores was almost like a cancer in the locker room in regards to Tua and certain players. I have to say, he ain't wrong. So I don't really understand, quite frankly. Um, you know, and again, it wasn't all Flores. The Dolphins definitely struggled, and I think a lot had to do in the middle of the season with the Watson controversy. Yeah, two are hurt. So, yeah, a lot of things going on. They struggled. They still fought. Whether it was for Flores or whether they just fought, either way, they still were a well-coached team, team going down the stretch. He did not deserve to be fired. Didn't make no sense to me. Um, sorry, but Chris Greer would have to go, for me anyway, as the owner. Um, as far as somebody that um, I was not surprised at all, Matt Nagy, we were talking about this way in the summer. I mean, we knew he was going to mess the situation up. Um, this was just, I, I think we just kind of went into the season thinking he was an interim anyway. No big surprise there. I mean, when you go into the season, naming Andy Dalton, your number one, without even anyone in camp taking a snap, you know you're already messing up. So that's my uh, person that I wasn't surprised at all. Yeah, I mean, Matt Nagy, man, that guy – I don't know what his problem is, but he messed up two draft pick, two early round draft or early picks in the first round at quarterback. Um, we just can kind of hope that, you know, Justin Fields gets a better coach for his second one and can kind of turn the ship around because he's got a lot of talent, but did not look that great this year. How about you, Andrew? Who are you? Who are you not surprised that left? But who are you? I mean, I'm sorry. Who were you surprised that left? But, you know, who were you thinking? Why is this guy still got a job? The only guy that made me kind of gasp and say what was Brian Flores. I think we all – everyone in the world had that reaction. Mm. That that team yeah. played for Brian Flores. Like you said, sure, they may have had their issues. They weren't perfect. But the, the fact that they played hard for that guy, like, I, I don't believe that he, he should have been gone. It made no sense for me at all. Um, and I think it's it, just with all the, the talk this week about all the, you know, the, the black coaches being given such short um, leashes and – and not getting a lot of uh, love to really put their systems in place, I think it's just a bad look when you can't explain why someone is fired. Um, that that one shocked me. Everyone else, I, I wasn't really surprised. Like you said, Matt Nagy, I was sh more shocked that Joe Judge still had a job when Flores was fired. That one baffled me. Um, so I'm glad to see that he went. Um, I feel the same thing. Kali seemed to just be, you know, wrong situation for him to finally get his chance there. But everyone else, I, I think we saw Fangio finally uh, – Fangio finally – that was coming. Zimmer was – I think it was – he's not a bad coach. I think he just ran his time there. I think he needs a, a new change. So, I don't know. I'd, Zimmer was the closest to me as being shocked other than Flores, but I'm still not surprised that his time just came to an end there. Yeah. I mean, Zimmer had, what, eight years there. Um, I think more or less at that point it's, you know, kind of like a shit or get off the pot thing. Are you going to win me a yeah. championship or are you going to just continue to be mediocre? So, um, I mean, obviously whoever gets that Minnesota team is getting a damn good roster to start off their coaching career with. But, uh, yeah, I have to agree. I think Mike Zimmer, he's definitely going to have a job somewhere else, it, either as a defensive coordinator or as a head coach yeah. uh, at some other uh, NFL team. The man of the hour, Kevin Wilson. Please, <laughs> I got one question for you. Are Fire you surprised away. that Pete Carroll still got a job at this point? 
Well, he's got a job because I, Russell Wilson is still signing off on him. So, you know, if Russell Wilson wanted him out, he'd be out. I don't think there's any question about that. And, uh, but uh, the one, you know, the, the job I want to spend the least amount of, amount of time talking about is Houston. What an absolute dumpster fire that is down there. And, and, and Cully, you mentioned him. He comes in there, has no Deshaun Watson, probably the worst roster in the NFL, wins four games. This dude should have gotten an extension. Instead, he gets his walking papers. So I don't know who would want that job. Because if they're, you know, they're calling me up, I'm not answering because I don't want anything to do with Houston whatsoever. And, uh, you know, the surprising thing to me is that uh, in, in, in Las Vegas, you know, what this guy, you know, with absolute, you know, you had the meteor strike with, with, with Gruden. Then you had the, the guy, you know, the, that was, couldn't do less than 100 miles an hour down the, down the road and everything else. And that whole debacle happened. They made the playoffs and they came down to the last play yesterday in yesterday's playoff game. What else more do you need? That dude should have a job. You should have it today. I would give it to him right now. So that that's where I stand about that. And of course, you know, the specter that's hovering all of this is Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. What is Jim Harbaugh going to do? Because, uh, you know, if, if he's going to step down from Michigan, this is the time to do it. You know, he won the Big Ten. He beat Ohio State, got to the playoffs. There's nowhere to him to go but down from here. Yep. So if he wants to be the coach for Michigan from now till doomsday, that's fine. But if he ever plans on getting out, now is the time. Yeah, I know the Manscaped commercials coming up, so I just want to tell you, you can get your balls nice and warm and toasty down <laughs> Miami. The price is right. If Miami doesn't hire Harbar, then I now I don't even agree with them firing Flores with the idea of having Harbar ready to go. Yeah, if they you don't, can't if they don't, unless he's already in the fold. Well, yeah, so if they don't hire Harbaugh, though, then I have no clue what they were thinking with Fire and Floors. That's the only thing that I could come up with that's in their head, that they already have something ready to go for him. And I, well, I still wouldn't have done it, but if they don't hire him, I don't know what, what the hell they're doing down there. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely the top prospect when it comes to coaches at this point. Um, but, you know, when, when I look at Harbaugh, I'm saying the exact same thing you guys are saying. I just, you know, won against Ohio State. I was in the playoffs. I'm going to sit back and make these people want me. You know, I'm going to say, what? how much guaranteed money are you going to give me? John Gruden got a 10-year contract. Are you willing to go 10 years for me? And I'll tell you what, I'm going to give an endorsement to John or, or Jim Harbaugh. That man is a legend. I hated that he left San Francisco. That was another thing, kind of like Brian Flores' situation. It was just a discussion that the GM and the coach had that didn't go right. And so they said, we got to get rid of this guy after three NFC championship games, a Super Bowl, and an 8-8 eight and eight record. So I know TSS over there, he, Kamish Coop is saying right now, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take three AFC championships in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Come on down. Deshaun Watson, too. I mean, like I said, in case you guys don't know, I'm a licensed therapist, a physical therapist. I'll be happy to massage you all the <laughs> I don't think we endorse that here. <laughs> that, was, that was off script. <laughs> yes. You're getting a fine for collusion. <laughs> well, guys, we're going to move on to the playoffs because we had a barn burner yesterday and then we had a 
not so barn burner yesterday. First off, let's talk about the good game that we had yesterday. Was it was it enough for you guys to say, oh, you know what? Derek Carr deserves a new contract. The Raiders, you know, obviously kind of got the shit end of the stick on that one. Because let's face it, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but we literally had somebody from New York on the broadcast come up and say, hey. That whistle was blown. That play should have been dead. That touchdown shouldn't have counted. I was sitting here when this happened yesterday. I, I was like, why are we still talking about this five minutes later? If you guys, to me, if you watch the replay, the whistle's blown as basically the ball's entering the guy's hands. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry the whistle blew, but it was way late in the play. If it would have happened like right as he threw the ball, I feel you. You guys have you know something to talk about, but come on, man. The, I mean, yeah, he, it was an inadvertent whistle. Guy was catching the ball. Game. It was a, it was a catch. I mean, come on, man. What are we talking about here? But real quick on this game, congratulations, Derek Carr. I do think he deserves another contract. Look at. I think Kevin already hit it on the head earlier. Look at what the Raiders went through this season. His number one target, you know, God bless, you know, what, you know, to the family yep. that, the, um, you know, the tragic accident that happened. Um, you know, he's in jail. Um, they have another receiver um, go for DUI. You got, you talked about the craziness at the head coach position and still brought it to the limit last night. You know, Derek Carr is Derek Carr. He's going to make mistakes. He's got limitations, but he's a great leader at the end of the day. Um, that's what I'm going to take away from this season. I love Derek Carr um, going into next season. You know, Kamish Coop, I have to agree with that. When I saw Derek Carr late in the season, you know, and I've got family members that are Raiders till the end, and they're also Carr haters when he does things wrong. And I looked at him, I said, listen, you got somebody who's a true leader, who's going out there every single game, who's putting his best out there, who's working with what he's got because he didn't have Waller for four weeks. You know, he had to deal with Zay Jones, who emerged as a threat, and he had to get Brian Edwards to catch one or two balls every three games or something like that, meaningful ones, right? Because he always camps up with, like, a meaningful catch, but, you know, it's only the one catch on his log. But that being said, you know what? He led this team. He was gritty. He got them into the playoffs. And most importantly, he got them through five overtime comebacks to a point where I was thinking to myself, if this thing goes overtime, I'm already putting it on the Raiders because they're five and zero in overtime this year. They were good, but um, yeah, you know, just to your point, I like the Raiders. I like what they did. I don't know what they're going to do about their coach because Rick Bisaccio, while he's well respected in that locker room, you know, at that point, you kind of want to see if, like, you know, you have kind of an opening here to go talk to a Jim Harbaugh or go talk to somebody else. You know, you want to kind of keep the the monument or the momentum going with that, but. You know, at some point, you got to really start thinking towards your future, and if Bisaccio is your future. But, you know, I want to pass this around. You know, Andrew, how do you feel about this game? Um, I know it wasn't your game. We'll talk about that next, but how would you feel? Yeah, I think the Raiders position is one of the top positions open for the coach. It's what you have in Derek Harakoupe, you touched on it, his leadership. You only have to look to his press conferences after each one of those big events that happened this year. When he talked about Gruden, when he talked about Ruggs, the biggest thing he said when he talked about Ruggs was that I don't believe in the sin that he did, but that man needs love and people around him right now to so that he doesn't spiral down a, a worse path. 
that's someone that his his teammates believe in. They've shown it that they believe in. Like you said, those overtime wins, a lot of times overtime wins, you got to will that to happen. <clears throat> those are those are those are fights there. You know, you, you got to have a quarterback you believe in. It's, to me, it's clear that the team believes, at least from the player standpoint, believe in Derek Carr. He's an outspoken leader. He's already said, look, I, w- I just want to win football games. I want to play. That's what a coach is going to want. They're going to want someone who's willing to work with him and, and inspire his teammates. Um, from the specific of that game yesterday, I actually didn't get to see much of it. I was at a hockey game with my nephew for his Christmas gift. It just happened to fall on playoff Saturday. Um, but from what I saw from the game cast, I was thrilled to see Oakland. Uh, Oakland. Vegas, I'm going to do that till the day I die. <laughs> I was thrilled to see Vegas uh, mount a comeback there. And I know they got a little help from a nice little rough in the pass of penalty under the, the one minute mark there. But um, I think what we saw at the end was is exactly where the limitations are with, with Carr, other than his fumbling issues, because he may not throw a lot of interceptions, but he had a lot of fumbles this year. That's going to be something he needs to clean up. But also, they were on the nine yard line with a full set of downs and they couldn't punch it in there at the end. I, I felt like when I, cause I pulled it up on my phone to watch that drive. It felt like he was just trying to force it across the middle. He wasn't getting creative with it enough. They, they got some stuff to work on, but I feel like if they allow him the opportunity to, to really open up the playbook, I think he can be someone that can lead them, you know, back to the playoffs for, for some years now. They just got to get, get the right coach around him and kind of let him run with it. Yeah. I mean, I like that point. I, I like what you said there. Um, just to be fair to you, I'll never remember uh, Los Angeles or Chargers. I'll always call them the San Diego Chargers. We're going to take it to you, Kev. Tell us what you saw from that game. Well, you know, when we're talking about Derek Carr, you know, if you're talking about replacing him, who are you going to replace him with? Because let's face it, there aren't, you know, enough quarterbacks to go around as it is now. And so uh, I'm not inspired by the, by the quarterbacks or in the draft. So I don't see you doing that. And uh, if you, you know, I guess if Russell Wilson, if the Seahawks aren't trading him, but if, you know, he had said he'd go to Oakland or see, I'm super referring to him as Oakland, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, if, if, if they can work out a deal like that, fine. But other than that, Derek Carr's or quarterback, you know, Vegas, get used to it, embrace it. He, you know, that game showed me, that uh, he could still get it done that last, you know, four downs notwithstanding. And as far as the game yesterday, you got to feel pretty happy about Cincinnati. As, uh, you know, I was reading that uh, that no one in the history of humankind had ever texted anything about a Cincinnati playoff victory <laughs> because the last time they won a playoff game was a year before anyone had ever sent a text, ever. So they broke that spell yesterday, and, uh, you know, if you're if you're – the Joe Burrow guy, and you know they've got a great offense going on over there. Even though they settled over too many field goals, I thought. But uh, you know, we're talking about that touchdown, whether you know the whistle blew or whatever. If you take that away, maybe those drives are different. And and you know, you just it was in the first half. Besides all that, and it, you just can't say, well, you know, they won because of that one single play. And uh, so you know. Cincinnati, I'm, I'm all happy for them. But uh, the issue they're going to have is they barely put a finger on Derek Carr that entire game. He stood back there and seemed like he had like 75 minutes to throw the football. And depending on who they play next week, if they go up against Allen, that's a death sentence. If they go up against Mahomes, that's a death sentence. 
Yeah. And uh, if, if they play uh, Tennessee, maybe they can get away with that versus them. But that does not bode, bode well at all to me for Cincinnati going forward. Enter Derrick Henry stage left. Yep. Well, that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I do want to say that th- their pass rush seemed to go off when Hendrickson was on the field. And when he got taken off for concussion protocol, that's kind of when it kind of seemed to die down and the Raiders started to make their charge back. But, guys, I want to roll this through quick. How do you guys feel about the Bills-Patriots game? Uh, Andrew, I'll save you for last because I know you got a lot to say about it. But just you know, I actually don't. You guys. <laughs> Kamish, lead us off. Yeah, all right. So, real quick, let me close the Bengals thing quick to bring it into fantasy real quick. I want to bring up one name for you next year. C.J. Uzuma. Like, there was plenty of uh, hmm. season where not only was he high, he was the top tight end going forward. So, definitely a name to watch out for next year. Going into the Bills-Patriots game last night, bank nasty. I called it earlier. Um, I actually had two playoff fantasy drafts um, that we did. We did one live, actually. It was kind of fun. Um, and we had uh, the guys from Hilo Sports analyze the draft as we went. And both times I went on my draft, both times I went with Josh Allen. He's the guy that's going to ride them all the way to the Super Bowl this year. What a great performance last night. And listen, you can smell this coming. The Bills, after the last time the Patriots were in their building, smacking him around a little bit because of the weather. Now I'm sure the Bills were licking their chops and waiting for him to come in. A lot of emotions last night. A lot of Josh Allen. Speaking of fantasy, watch out for Josh Allen. And Devin Singletary, big performance last night as well. So big for your DFS guys. If you were looking for a good play, Devin Singletary was your guy. Yeah, he's coming on real strong, hasn't he? I mean, these past couple of weeks, I think he's got like maybe the past three weeks, I think it's he's got like six touchdowns, five, six touchdowns. Yeah, he, he's been rolling pretty hard. That's a good shout out for, you know, future DFS plays. Kev, how'd you feel about the game? Well, you know, that first game that they played where, you know, they threw, what was it, four passes or three passes, whatever it was. Yeah. And uh, as soon as that three, okay. And uh, <laughs> as soon as that game, you know, it was cold. We knew that was going to be cold but there was barely any wind. There was no snow. There was none of that going on. So New England wasn't going to be able to live off of that. And um, I think the whole thing was set up by the opening drive. You know, they New England, uh, Buffalo gets the ball, goes straight down the field, opening drive, 7 nothing, bam. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. And um, and they never let up. And uh, I was I was telling my wife as soon as it was what twenty to nothing, Matt Jones is done. He, he you know he all they have to do is just pin their ears back and come after him. And you know a veteran would have a hard time with that, let alone a rookie. 
And so, uh, you know, New England's not one of those teams. Maybe they will be going forward, but they cannot get behind like that. And uh, they just couldn't do it. And after that, it was all downhill for New England. I thought maybe it would be a better game going into it than what it was, but I didn't see 47 points on the board either. So, uh, you know, Buffalo, you got to give it to them. Offensive, defensively, it was a complete game. And finally, the man of the hour, the man who probably wanted to throw himself through a table after this game, <laughs> Andrew LaDuke, <laughs> give me the scoop. <laughs> Is it bad that coming out of that coming out of that game last night, my biggest question was I want to know the over under of dislocated shoulders at the ER. That's what I want to know for all those Bill fans up there. Like how many people dislocated a shoulder jumping through their tables celebrating? Because <laughs> that was that's that's the more interesting part to me. Because look, I didn't think the Patriots would win that game. I thought it would be a lot, 47 points was not what I was thinking. I thought it'd be a lot closer. They couldn't run the ball and give it to the bills. They wised up after that first game in both of the last meetings. They said, we're not going to let you run the ball. We're going to make Mac Jones beat you. Yep. That's what they had to do. And they did it and they, they executed. And so you got to give it to them. This game, I think was decided very early by one foot. And if you don't know what that interception that Mac Jones threw on the first drive one foot further, I think Aguilar's get that. That was a fantastic defensive play by Micah Hyde. Just an absolute beautiful interception. you got to give it to him. Mac Jones was so close to putting that where it needed to be. If you just put a little bit more oomph in it, I think that's a touchdown. And I think that game changes because we've seen it throughout the season. He gets a little bit of confidence in him. He's a very cerebral player to where he needs to work on this, where especially in the end of the year here, you could see him visibly getting upset on the sideline and kind of losing his cool and losing his, that mental edge. And I think that would have given him confidence to at least keep it a lot closer. They still might not have won, but I think we would have seen a, a more of a back and forth game if, if that had not been picked off. So look, I'm not surprised the Patriots lost. I thought it'd be closer. I think there's too much hate on Mac Jones guys. He's a rookie. He's right. not Tom Brady. He's not a veteran. He went 10 and seven on a team that had, Barely any offensive weapons other than the running game. And the defense kind of is what kind of let them down here at the end of the year against the Colts, against the really Bills. Did. Like, the defense slumped after that bye week. I don't know what I don't know if they were just exhausted or if there was injuries we don't know about or what it was, but the defense just disappeared after week 14 bye. And he, as a rookie, needed that defense to help carry so that he could do what he needed to do, and that was just manage the game. There ended up having to be too much pressure on him being down 14 nothing, you know, come second quarter in just about every game at the end of the year, that's too much pressure for a guy who doesn't know how to handle that pressure yet. I don't put it, any blame on Mac Jones. I think he's pro- I think he's progressing. Let's just chill on the hate on him. He's a rookie. He's got some time. I just want to chime in real quick as a Dolphins fan to a Patriots fan. I have a phone no. number for the call. <laughs> <laughs> When you get a loss, that's perfect coming from a Patriots fan. Hit him up. 100 excuse. Oh, I didn't think I made a single excuse. There. I thought I was talking in reality. <laughs> how many times did I talk as a Patriots fan? How many times did I just say the Bills deserve to win that game? They executed well. Like that's a lot coming. Those Bills fans are nuts. I don't. I don't like giving them any any rope to go with. But look, the Bills won that game. The Patriots lost it. There's nothing else to say about it. 
If anybody hasn't noticed, there's a little bit of a rivalry going on below. <laughs> the, the bottom two guys are AFC East. The top two guys are NFC West. You know, we we're can't call it a rivalry. That's right. That's we can't call it a rivalry. We got East to West. We got you covered. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're going to take a quick break, do a Manscape ad, and then we will be back with a little game for you guys. Roses are red, violets are blue, but don't let a wild pube wreck you. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This V-Day, it's time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY for 20% off and free shipping. The holidays went by so quickly. Did you remember to take care of your package with the best tools for the job? The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is just the thing every guy needs in their life to make each and every day just a little more special. The number one product in this package is the Lawmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. And get this, the trimmer's advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate balls. It even has a 4000K LED spotlight so you can shave anywhere your heart desires. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com today. Roses and that is once again Dan Mater, who was a godsend on Manscaped <laughs> commercials. He knows what he is doing. <laughs> he is here to protect your balls. <laughs> Can we just quickly on my show? Dan Mater certainly knows about your balls. That's for sure. <laughs> Can we just bring up quickly how the second Patriots Dolphins rivalry was mentioned? Coop took off his Dolphins gear. <laughs> Because there is no rivalry. He's still, he's still got the hat on. <laughs> the wardrobe change. Hey, hey give zone. him a break. Half of his wardrobe is teal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So we're going to do a little buy-sell today. And here's going to be the rules. We're going to get five guys. So it's going to be me versus Kevin, good old-fashioned NFC West rivalry. Going at it. Ready. And the AFC right. East is going to be the judges. So we've got five guys handpicked by Commissioner Cooper. He's going to hear out both of our arguments, either me buy or Kev sell or me sell, Kev buy, whatever. You get the idea. And at the end, we're going to cheers to disagreements, and we're going to see who made the more compelling argument. But um, me, just that. so you know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but before that, we have a wonderful intro to this. <laughs> like Mussolini. <laughs> <laughs> Had some injuries um, down the stretch. 
Um, you know, again, taking him out, of course, uh, fantasy relevant, especially when teams really needed him. I know a few teams um, that, that, of course, were cursing his name towards the end of the stretch. So, question for you guys, and I apologize because I did not write down who has buy and who has sell. So, I believe, Justin, are you buy on Lamar, if I remember right? All right, sir. You're going to lead us off then. Give us a buy while I look up who has the rest. All right. All right. So I'm one of those guys that had Lamar Jackson and he failed me for, I think, the last week 13 or so on. So why I want to buy Lamar Jackson even after he did that to me is because he's the most electric player in the game at quarterback. Nobody can match his speed. Not even Justin Fields, I think, is really as fast as him because he never actually marked down his speed at the combine. He's got... You know, he's got weapons now. He's got Rashad Bateman. He's got the number one fantasy tight end in the league. Um, he's still getting red zone carries. You know, he missed was week 13 to 18, six weeks, and he still had 760 rushing yards. This man is an animal. He had 16 red zone carries. I mean, think about it. When you get Lamar Jackson near the goal line, of course you're going to go with Lamar Jackson. I mean, why not? I mean, J.K. Dobbins wasn't there. You know, the running back situation was up in turmoil. It might still be up in turmoil next year. Who knows? But my main point is you just cannot get away from this man being a young, electric quarterback. So you got to buy on him. You got to go out there. I mean, he's going to take a a tumble in the rosters or in the uh, draft position this year. So why not take a chance on this guy? Go buy him. If you can get him for a first-round pick, then you've already gotten – better player than anybody you would get in the 22 or 2022 draft. That's my argument argument for sure. Kevin, I know you may not agree with it. That's why it makes this game fun. Give us an (laughs) argument to sell Lamar Jackson. Well, Coop, I think you uh, pretty much sold it for me right off the bat when you were talking about how he, he, he was hurt this year. Didn't play after week 14. His health is his biggest concern. And for a guy that, uh, you know, he, he depends on, 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 on his running game and, and another quarterback that comes to mind that was like that, you know, you, you know, he's not even as big as Cam. And Cam went off the ledge just like that and has never recovered. And so uh, his health is his biggest concern. Uh, you were talking about how he gets all the red zone carries and everything else, but he had two touchdowns this year. If that's all you're going to get out of Lamar Jackson is two rushing touchdowns, then that 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 extra that that he gets from you know playing you know being that rushing guy goes right off the table. And so uh, right now, if I could get somebody to give me another quarterback and maybe you know a, a high draft pick, I'm selling Lamar Jackson right now. Well, Andrew, you're here since you're in the building. I'm going to let you take round one. Who do you think won round one in this? I'm going with Kevin just because I agree with his points more, and I and I think I think the the kicker was the two rushing touchdowns. It doesn't matter how many attempts you get, you got to do something with them. And I agree that look, the running back situation was in turmoil this year. They're going to get at least one of those those hurt backs back next year. I, I think it's going to make a difference. And the injury thing, look, as someone who had to watch Cam Newton go off the ledge here in New England, I get why I get how easy that can happen. 
All right, well, good job, Kevin. You take round one. Let's go to round two, where we have a Homer pick for this one. Kevin, I'm going to start with you, sir. Russell Wilson, give me a case to buy Mr. Russell next season. Well, you know, not just because I'm a Seahawks fan, and let me establish that because there they are, Seahawks, but not just because I'm a Seahawks guy. You know, Russell Wilson, uh, before this season, he played in every single game. And it was not something that, you know, it was a fleek injury that happened to him. And uh, he's a he's the player that knows how to get down or get out of bounds better than anyone else in the NFL. And so that's why he has never been seriously hurt or anything like that. But not just that. You realize that from week 12 on this year, he had 15 touchdown passes. And so he had an injury. It took him a while to get back on the field. But after that, he was roaring like he hasn't had, you know, a long time. But a long time isn't even long because you go back one year, he had 40 touchdown passes. He's got the weapons. He's got the wideouts. He's got Rashad Penny and Carson if he comes back. And so all the numbers point. I know he's, he's getting up there in age, but he's only 33. And so in today's age, 33 gives him probably about five more years of elite production. So I'm buying Russell Wilson big time. All right, well, and nothing I wouldn't expect from you, Kev, at all. We're going to kick it to your, uh, your, yeah, I guess your protege, maybe we'll call it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Justin, it's our <laughs> sell Russell Wilson. So I'm going to tone myself down because I have rants about Russell Wilson on the internet. You can rant. Um. That's fine. <laughs> so you're trying to win this, right? Entertain me. <laughs> so we're talking about a man who has made his money with the deep ball through the ball, the fifth through the mo- fifth most deep ball attempts this year, even with missing two games. His accuracy was only 36% on all those deep balls that ranked 22nd in the league. That's not that good for me. He talks about he needs more weapons. He needs more offensive line. You know, all this stuff. He's got DK Metcalf. He's got Rashad Penny now. He's got Tyler Lockett. He made something out of Gerald Everett. Why is this guy only showing up the last two weeks of the season in fantasy? I mean, that's great for your championship if you held on to him long enough, if you trust him long enough to put him in. Here's also another stat for you. He had four games under 10 points this season in fantasy. Is that a franchise quarterback? Is that the QB1 you want? No, that's not the QB1 you want. You want QB1 you want on his down day, you want him to be getting at least over 10 points. Um, Also, one last thing, he had 10 games under 250 yards. I know touchdowns make it in fantasy, but if you're only getting 150 yards, you know, maybe 200 just barely, you know, even if you get, you know, two touchdowns, you're not really offering that great of a, a QB one year or a QB one week. So that's my selling point on Russell Wilson. He's kind of fading. The injury has really made him inaccurate this year, the injury to the finger on the throwing hand. And you know what? We don't even know where he's going to be next year. I mean, if he's in Seattle and they still have that beat-up line, he might be getting a lot more beat up. Russell Wilson, QB number 20 this year, although due to you aforementioned the finger injury uh, this season. So, um, you know, that obviously hurt his chances. But I do agree with age comes injuries. 
So I like your argument, Justin. I'm going to go with you for this point on the sell. So one to one, we're just going to go into round three. And I didn't have a pull up. We're going to go back to the Homer edition. Let's kick it to the other Homer, Justin Trey Lance. Let's give an argument for Mr. Lance as a bot. All right. So I got a couple more arguments for you. I'll keep it real short. Kyle Shanahan has an established system there who's he's been waiting for a deep ball threat. And it shows this year because he took 13 deep ball attempts in two and a half games. And for me, it really shows that, you know, he has the confidence in this guy going, you know, far downfield, which is if you're a fantasy owner, you want this guy to be throwing 80 yard passes, 40 yard passes, trying to get those deep touchdowns. If you can get this guy at a QB two price and he takes the rollover in San Francisco next year, you're really gambling with house money there. Cause you can really fall into somebody who's wow. You know, I'm honestly, I'm ranking him in my top 10. I'm going to throw a shout out to later on in the episode. I'm ranking him in my top 10 QBs this year or this upcoming season. For me, it's just his improvements from the game, you know, from the Arizona game where he had no touchdowns, to the Houston game where he had this bad half, but then he came back charging in the second half, took over the game, started using that deep ball against a real gritty Houston team that was really taking it to the 49ers at that point. You know, I just see nothing but uh, I'm a homer for him. So, you know, I'm like Trey Lance in this big thing. Either get on or uh, fucking we'll see you later. <laughs> Kevin, um, nothing, I wouldn't expect nothing less is a goodbye argument for Trey Lance from coming from you, sir. Let's go to Kevin, though. Your protege became the student, became the teacher last round. Let's see what happens in this one. Get the sell for Trey Lance. Well, the reason why I'm going to sell Lance is uh, – he, he's not even guaranteed to be the starting quarterback next year. And a lot of that will be answered later on today when, uh, you know, they play the Cowboys. And if Jimmy Garoppolo goes out there and, and, and plays how he's capable of playing, then I'm sure then they're going to have a – maybe they'll play them both again next year. That is not a recipe for fantasy success at all. And uh, I'm looking at his uh, – he had just one rushing touchdown. You know, you need more than that. I know he didn't play a whole lot, but he did not show that uh, that, that that's going to be part of his game going forward. And uh, he's inexperienced. He wasn't out on there, you know, like Matt Jones and some of these other quarterbacks where he doesn't have the experience. And uh, I just don't think that uh, at this point that that you can, you know, put all your donuts in the, in the bag and say, hey, you know, give me a dozen. And uh, I, I'm just not buying that yet. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. I, I do want to throw in he only had five red zone carries in the two and a half games but that's because Kyle Shanahan's not an idiot he's not gonna <laughs> rush him into oblivion you got round three as the judge Andrew who do you think took round three look this one is a tough one because do I think Trey Lance is legitimate and can be something this league i do i also think jimmy g is still there next year and so i have to agree with kevin in his points that we, there's just too much unknown at this point for me to make a trade where i'm sending you know a first round pick for for trey lance right now there's just too much up in the air 
So Kevin right. gets it. Kevin gets the point. It's two. Kevin, we're going into round four. Sorry, Justin. That Sorry. Let's go into round four. Justin Fields. Kevin, you're going to start. Give me a buy argument for Justin Fields. Okay, so my bar argument starts because, you know, we just talked about, about Lance. He only played in six games. Well, Fields played in ten. And so uh, he's almost got double the uh, experience that, that Lance has. And uh, the best thing that you could do for Justin Fields is he's going to have a new coach over there. And uh, hopefully it's a guy that uh, knows how to play a quarterback because Matt Nagy obviously did not. And so uh, uh, I'm going to go with that. and. You know, he averaged 5.8 yards per carry. That blows the doors off, you know, just about any other argument that I could make. 5.8 yards per carry, and uh, he had two rushing touchdowns. And so his floor is way significantly higher than Lance to me. And so, uh, uh, matter of fact, I'm in a league right now where a guy's trying to get me to, to sell him Justin Fields. And so... I'm not going to go that way. I'm buying Justin Fields. I'm not selling. All right. Good argument for sure. All right, Justin. Now, listen, next week, you got to let it. Let me introduce the game. I, I got to work on your showmanship a little bit because we got to explain to the audience that now this is crucial. You need it. This is best out of five. You need this argument here. I want to hear a good case to sell Justin Fields. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. All right, I'm going to sell them in three points. <laughs> Actually, no, I'll make it four. <laughs> His coaching, we don't know. It's up in the air, right? We don't know who's getting him. You know, knowing the Bears' track history or, you know, like, come on, like John Fox, John Fox, Matt Nagy, come on now. <laughs> Do you want John Fox taking Justin Fields? No. So we don't know who's going to be there, one. Two, this guy has the 22nd-ranked offensive line PFF put out their final rankings and ranked his offensive line 22nd, which is absolutely horrible. And it correlates perfectly with the next stat, which was he was 30th in completing passes when under pressure. He is incredibly inaccurate when he's being thrown to the ground or when he's got pressure collapsing in on him, which seems like what he's going to be doing for the next year or two, at least. I mean, until they really rebuild that line. And then here's my other thing. It's going to be a two-parter. Kevin, you said two touchdowns for him, right? Trey Lance had one in seven and a half games fewer. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and the final one is he only averaged 0. 0.8 
red zone carries per game. That's not even a full red zone carry per game. Come on, man. They don't even know how to use him. That's why I'm off of him. Because if you don't got somebody who can use him, what is the point of his value? It's like having Lamar Jackson back there and saying, don't run, just throw it the entire time. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll definitely get you. <laughs> so, for this argument, I have to say, Justin Fields, um, 31st finish this season as a fantasy QB. When you have people like David Mills, Sam Darnold, Daniel Jones ahead of you, yeah. I'm selling it. I agree. Justin, you win round four. Crazy enough, we automatically get to round five. I don't know how that worked. That wonder happened. how that happened. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> I guess I'm just on Team Kevin today. <laughs> All right, Andrew. This one right here in particular. This one here in particular is uh, like I really am interested to hear these arguments because I mean it's going to be hard to make an argument either way. So I, I'm really interested to hear it. Let's go to this, Sean. Watson, we don't know where he's at. Justin, I'll start with you. Give me a buy for Deshaun Watson. Um, well, I'm gonna give you the buy that I had on Aaron Rodgers last year. Everybody's down on him. Why not go get him for a cheap price? Um, in a lot of my leagues, I went out there and I said, Oh, people think Aaron Rodgers is actually gonna retire. Let me throw him like a low first round pick for him. Boom. MVP season on your fantasy roster right there. Deshaun Watts is an even like more uncertain situation because of his legal issues, right? Worst thing you can do is throw a second round pick at somebody right now and say, hey, second round pick for the most uncertain player in the NFL right now, other than Antonio Brown. <laughs> but, you know, I, I look at it and I go, here's a guy you can get that's still very much in the prime of his career. If you get him on a team like the Dolphins, He's got weapons around him. Boom. Jalen Waddle, Mike Gusecki, Devontae Parker, whoever they add through the draft at running back, you're going to have an amazing fantasy season. And they'll still That's what I'm players. saying. <sighs> Buttering you up. <laughs> if he goes to Denver, he's got Javante Williams. He's got all these plethora of receivers. It's hard to look at this and say, all right, I wouldn't take at least a chance that this guy is going to come back. And if he does, then you've got somebody, I think that's 28 or so, 27, 28. And, you know, he's got the another 10 years if he doesn't go down for 32 or 22 cases of massage, illegal massage <laughs> conduct. <laughs> so that's my argument for him. I mean, for me, it's just you've got to take a chance, even if it's just with a low or a high first round pick like a number 10 in your first round because what's what's the problem with that it, it why not why not give a shot just you know shoot your shot high risk high reward be bold woo kevin it's up to you <laughs> i may have talked too much justin just saying yeah. Yeah, justin you just, you just made my argument for Hold me on. somebody will give you a, a, a somebody will give you a a, a top first round draft pick I'm selling him from now till doomsday because, you know, I went and I looked to see what kind of stats that Deshaun Watson put together this last year. And guess what? He had zero. <laughs> he had zip. Whoa, and really? So, no yeah, way. He had none. And <laughs> no so I'm surprised that people I'm changing are like, my argument. I didn't know that. <laughs> and so uh, nobody knows his status for next year or the year after or the year after or the year after or the year after. And so – 
He doesn't want to play in Houston. We know this. Yeah. And so what are we going to do with him? So if someone comes up to me and I'm going to, I'm going to be selling, you know, like the season before that, where he was out there throwing for 4,000 yards and, you know, even without, you know, his, uh, his buddy Hopkins back there. And he, you know, he, he balled out, even though the Houston, as I mentioned way at the beginning of the show, garbage, absolute wasteland, but he put together an outstanding season for them. And so if I can sell that to somebody and they'll give me a first round pick, Deshaun Watson, pack your bags because you are out of town. Yeah, listen, um, at the end of the day, even though I don't agree with the argument, Kevin, because I think Sean might uh, got a little something left, um, I do. I, I enjoyed your argument a little bit more. So, Kevin, I'm giving you the victory this week. Congratulations. Justin, you're lucky you're not on my show because you, sir, know what you'd be getting this week. It would only be my second time. Hey, when, say, hey, when Deshaun Watson goes off, though, I'm making one for you. <laughs> All right. I also want to point out, too, uh, we do have a legal expert in-house. So as that gets holding, I will uh, incorporate my wife to come on. Uh, she is our in-house lawyer, so she can discuss all the good, all the good goodies that are going on with Deshaun. As we, as that oh, shoot. Goes. I got a couple things I want to discuss with her, too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest, though. We... We know the NFL makes up their own rules. It doesn't matter what the legal system says. They just do what they want. So That's true. That's very and Justin, I will I will say, Justin, you had me until you said you would give up a, a number 10 overall pick for Watson. I'm fine, like, taking a risk with, like, a second-round pick or something worse than that. The second you said a top 10 pick, I was out. And I have to agree with Kevin. Look, the, the main point for me there is that I think there's more to be gained at this point as a Watson owner selling him than there is to be gained as someone trying to buy him. The fact that you, there are people out there that might give you a first round pick for Watson. I'm on Kevin's side on that, that I'm going to take that. Yeah. I mean, totally. Like I said, like with Rod, with Rogers, I gave up a low end second round pick and I was very happy with it. Oh, that's beautiful. Sometimes you just, sometimes you just got to make the moves because, 100%. and I mean, I'm not saying give up a one Oh one for him, but sometimes you just got to make the moves. Those are what make champions. You make the moves. You got to believe in yourself in this game. Exactly. Exactly. But, guys, I got one last thing for you. We're going to go through the top 10 rankings for quarterback, dynasty wise, for each and every one of us. I want you guys to tell me what's up because right now, sorry, we're going to go with Kamish. Tell me what's up, man. All right, let tell me, tell me you about your list. Let me tell you what's up. All right, Josh, what's Allen, up? <laughs> Josh Allen, number one. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, I had I called Derek Henry earlier this season, prior to the season, as the number one RB because of consistency. There's no other consistent quarterback in fantasy than Josh Allen. Easy number one uh, selection there. Pat Mahomes, it's Pat Mahomes. He does what Pat Mahomes does. KC is always consistent. Wow, this big fuck up. KC is always consistent. Um, so, again, when I go through lists, I go look for consistency, people that have done it before and will continue to do it. So, I like Pat Mahomes there. Kyle, I like Kyle Murray. Um, that fast-paced offense reminds me of, you know, back in the day with that fast run and shoot. I mean, they're constantly trying to put points on the board. That's the kind of quarterback you want, and he's consistent. Finished 10th this season and was injured for three and a half games, so not too shabby there. 
Joe Burrow, we all see Joe Burrow is lighting the uh, NFL world on fire right now. Got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, who finally uh, went through a healthy season. Um, so again, I like I like this like what I saw there. Um, Justin Herbert, how do you go wrong with Justin Herbert? Um, looking good with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams at offense this year finished as a fantasy QB number two. So looking good, might even have him a little lower than he should be. Uh, Justin Herbert, uh, again, all these guys young, somebody you can ride later on for your dynasty. I brought him up earlier. I disagreed with Kevin's point. Deshaun Watson, listen, 2019, he finished, uh, let me tell you, I'm last year, number five. Um, I mean, finished, or 2020, whatever year that was, he finished number five as a fantasy QB on the Houston Texans with not many weapons. I like Deshaun Watson a lot, no matter where he goes. Great athlete, um, great quarterback, somebody I would definitely ride going forward. Dak Prescott, I mean, again, we, he put the injury um, questions to bed this season. Uh, finished at number seven this season, so why not finish number seven next season? Talked about Lamar Jackson. I wasn't high on him this season coming in. Proved to be right. I brought up the injury concerns. I just don't see him having the cerebral um, attack that a lot of quarterbacks seem to have. It's more of his athletic prowess, um, which, again, um, you know, we had our, uh, our doctor sp spoke about this. It's actually um, a misnomer that uh, running quarterbacks get hurt more. It's actually a study was done. It's actually the pocket passers get hurt more uh, because of the way they're, they're hit. But still, Lamar, obviously, getting wear and tear on his body. Um, and we saw that at the end of the season. Jalen Hurts, number nine. Jalen Hurts is consistent. Runs the football. You've got to like running quarterbacks in uh, in any kind of fantasy football. So that's my guy at number nine. And my uh, my final older guy, I guess, if you will, is Matt Stafford. Um, not as old like uh, we talked about Russell Wilson earlier, but 33 years old. But look at this offense he's around. Cooper Cup. Um, yeah, now he's got OBJ. Uh, Van Jefferson's up and coming. Um, there's just so many weapons on that on that roster that you know you can't you can't just make Matt, Matt Stafford if he ends up staying there. You got you know two, three, four good years uh, with Matt Stafford, so I like him to finish my top ten. Bleep, bleep, bleep. That's all, folks. <laughs> all right, so <clears throat> I'm right there with you, Coop. I got Josh Allen at the top. I think he's shown us too much over those last couple games to where his upside is just there. He we, we know he can run, but, man, he, his throwing ability has just developed to a point that um, he, he can hang with the best. He's got the weapons to do it between Diggs and uh, the emergence of someone like Gabriel Davis um, that I think is going to surpass Emmanuel Sanders and Dawson Knox. I, I think he just has the weapons. Joe Burrow is another uh, instance where he's got way too many weapons, plus he's just got you know this it factor of this toughness where I think he is going to really – uh, take a big step going into next year, and I think we're going to see a, a glimpse of it here uh, in this year's playoffs. Um, Kyler Murray, I also completely agree that that offense is just built for a quarterback like Murray. Um, I think he's a tough guy. He he can kind of do it all. It, it is going to come down to if he can stay healthy. We've seen a bit of his uh, fragility this year, but I think he's got what it takes to, to make that happen. Um, he's been able to get a little resurgent here out of A.G. Green when he's needed him. So the fact that he can feed someone like that, who was kind of on the downturn of his career, I'm, I'm liking what I see there. Uh, I'm ranking Patrick Mahomes a bit lower than the rest of you guys just because what I saw out of him this year was a bit worrisome. I, I traded him away in week six um, as an owner of him because he he what he showed me is that his his creativity is almost getting in his way now. Uh, he started starting to take too many risks with his throws. 
Um, he's, he's turned the ball over a lot more, and um, he, he just doesn't look like the same. I don't know if it was because of injuries or whatnot, but I'm not willing to put him in my top three based on what I saw out of him this year. Look, he, he has the potential to turn that around, so you might be able to get him at value, and, and then he move right back in that top three. But uh, I like the other guys ahead of him better. Um, Justin Herbert, I'm a big fan of. I'm a, I'm a fan of that offense, the weapons he's got around him. Um, I think when they're all healthy, that's going to be a dangerous offense. I think he's got the mobility and the arm strength to get it done for that team. Um, it's all going to kind of come down to if they can kind of stick it out there. I think their biggest thing was, um, as a team, was their mental uh, stability and being able to to hang hang in there with some of the, the better teams. Um, I think they just collapsed under pressure a lot of time. We saw it you know, coming into the last week of the season. They just couldn't get it done. Um, Dak Prescott, huge fan of Dak Prescott. We unfortunately did see his floor go a bit lower this year, though. Um, I forget the exact amount, but he definitely had multiple games under 10 points this year, which is a huge red flag for me. Although he's got the weapons, I know they had injury and COVID issues, but every team did, and he still uh, finished outside the top 10 at QB this year. Um, he does have the talent and weapons to get it done, like I said, uh, but he's not in my top five because he was a bit inconsistent this year. I think he can turn it around. I like what they're doing down there, but the inconsistency does worry me a bit to keep him out of the top five. Now, Lamar Jackson, look, he, he's still going to make my top 10 because of his explosive ability. I do think his ceiling is going to be capped a bit more than most years that we've seen him so far. If this was last year, he was probably going to be a top three quarterback for me. I know I was taking him a lot in best ball drafts because, to me, his upside was better at that position than, than other players at their position. But he's he's just dropping out with me the the uh, frequency of injuries. Uh, the way they're using him is, is makes him more dangerous for injuries. And, yes, he has some weapons around him like Mark Andrews, who's a fantastic safety blanket. But I think Lamar Jackson's value is just dropping a bit right now until we can prove that he can get through a full season without getting hurt again in this current situation. <clears throat> now, Deshaun Watson, with all the questions, I know I told, I know I said earlier that I'm selling him based on the fact if 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 I got to spend a top first round pick on him, uh, I'm not doing it. But I did say that if if I could get him for like a second round pick, I'm going to do that because he he has been explosive in his career. Yes, he had zero stats. Kevin's not wrong there this year, and I agree with that. But we, considering the options where he could go, he's got more options where the situation is going to benefit him than options where it's not going to. So for the right price, I'm going to clarify, for the right price, I'm taking a risk on Deshaun Watson. I think he has the ability to finish top 10 next year and for the next couple of years because, if anything, he took this basically took this year off, got rested, got healthy. Um, I think he's still got some left in the tank. Jalen Hurts, one of those very risky mobile quarterbacks, but he showed us that even when he doesn't have a good game on the football field, fantasy-wise, he can still get it done for you. They they could lose, you know, thirty to fourteen, but he's still going to put up like twenty points fantasy-wise because he's running the ball. He's he's getting touchdowns whether on the ground or, or throwing it. I think Jalen Hurts has an upside in this league. It's really going to deci- uh, be decided on what they do with that offense. Do they? allow Miles Sanders to really control that run game, or are they going to keep splitting it up between him, Boston Scott, whoever else they can find to fit in there? And are they going to keep Goddard um, involved uh, consistently? Because I think that'll be a key to really open things up for Hurts as well. And then Matthew Stafford, I love that we started him this year. Um, between all of his weapons now, they just went off. I am really curious to see what he does in the playoffs here. 
if he does well here in the playoffs and, and can lead that team, I'd be willing to move him a little bit up in this in this uh, order. But Matthew Stafford is a nice way to round out the top 10 for me as far as years left at being consistent and useful for you. So I just wanted to, I wanted to bring everybody in for a quick second because I'm having this debate of Jalen Hurts. So I talked about it a little bit on, on your podcast, Kamish. For me, I don't know. I like Jalen Hurts' potential. I like the way that he plays football. But I don't know if he's got a solid job for the next three years. And that's okay. kind of like where you look at for dynasty quarterbacks. You kind of look at like a three-year window of trust. And he's the one guy on both your lists where I'm like, it's a real high-risk play, and I like those plays. I just went on a rant on being bold. But, like, do you guys um, – what I'm trying to get at is, do you guys see him being the quarterback of the Eagles for the next two to three years? Yeah, um, why not? They're in the playoffs. I mean, look at at the end of the day, he just got that that Eagles team is in the playoffs right now. So I mean, say what you want to, and I have to tell you, we're gonna. I mean, I don't know if we're talking about the, this game later or you know for a second, but you know, if it continues to pour like it is right now, and it's over in Tampa. That evens things up today. You might see an upset today over here in Tampa if the conditions are continuing the way they are. So I, yeah, I'm totally in on Taylor. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw out one example though. Tim Tebow led the Broncos to a, a win <laughs> in the playoffs, so really and he was not, <laughs> he was not a quarterback. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is much more of a quarterback than Tim Tebow was. Much more though is much more a word you want. Is much more the word you want out of that one. I uh, look, um, yeah, I, I think so. I think to some was more was in a realm of his own. Just I, I, so my only word is sell me on this guy being an accurate quarterback that's going to develop during, you know, because you know you look at you look at his upside. You're like, yeah, he's a fantastic runner. Yeah, he pulls out some plays, but as a quarterback, I don't know if I'd fully trust him on my roster. That's, that's my only complaint about him is I don't know if he's going to develop through the years and actually stay on as like a quarterback. Like you look at Lamar, he's kind of developing as a thrower, but he's already a lethal like runner. So that's kind of why they keep him around because there's a lot of upside on the running game with Hertz. There's upside, but it's not Lamar upside. It might not be Lamar upside, but didn't, weren't we saying the same stuff about Josh Allen after his first look at the, he could not throw the ball worth shit. Yeah. He could yeah. run the ball like crazy. And look, Josh Allen has more size than Jalen Hurts. But in today's NFL, with the way the fantasy landscape is and the way the quarterback position is as a whole, I am willing to take a, you know, look, I'm not ranking him in my top five or anything, but I'm willing to take a back-end top ten risk on Jalen Hurts. And look, if halfway through the season next year, it looks like nothing's changed, and then I'm going to look at selling him for what I can get and moving on. But for now, at this point, I'm going to stick with him and see what happens. A lot is riding on what that team decides to do when building that offense. So... Like I'm gonna leave myself that room there, but I, I think he's still worth a, a late top ten risk right now. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, does anybody else want to add anything before I go on to Kev's list? No, we're good. All right. All right. So you got my list up here, and. Uh... This might sound kind of silly coming off of yesterday's game, but uh, I've got uh, Justin Herbert at the top of my list, which is significantly higher than you guys. But uh, the reason why I have that is last four weeks, he had eight touchdowns and 1,192 yards. 
he was the two uh, number two QB in all of fantasy last year. In his first two seasons, he's first in completions, passing yards, and touchdown passes. He's only 23 years old, and I think he's built for the long haul. Where you know he, he, he'll uh, stay away from injury quite a bit. Number two is Mayhomes. You know he's Mayhomes. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. And uh, last four weeks, 10 touchdowns. He had 37 touchdowns on the season. Last game against Denver, nine rushes for 54 yards. So that kind of shows that he, he can do it all. Um, Josh Allen, last four, eight touchdowns. And he had two rushing touchdowns. We all know that he can run the football. And uh, number three might be uh, a little low, you know, based on what we saw yesterday. But I'm going to keep it at number three. Number four is Joe Burrow. This guy, you know, just went crazy at the end of the season. Eight touchdown passes, 975, uh, 71 yards in his last two games. He played in all 16, which kind of takes away that injury concern that he had in his first season. And then uh, I go into Dak. I have him at number five. He had uh, 12 touchdown passes his last four games. He played in all 16 which is, you know, was a concern because of his injury last year. And uh, he's got weapons, and and it seems like his upside is pointing back up. He's played in all 16 games every season except for that last year. So that's answered that biggest question for me. Number six, uh, I got Murray, and uh, he's got a tremendous upside, as we all know. And uh, he uh, had 24 touchdowns this year, 10 interceptions. And uh, he played in all 16 his first two seasons. So I, I think we can write off a little bit that he missed a couple games this year. And then I'm going to come into uh, Lamar Jackson. We have really talked about him quite a bit already. But uh, if he can uh, get healthy, he's got it going on. His biggest question is uh, is his weapons. You know, are they going to be healthy? What's going to go on with all that? If they're all back, he is a top quarterback. And then my man, Mr. Russell Wilson, I, I've got him at number eight. And uh, you're going to sit there and talk about how I'm a homer and all that stuff. But just look what he has accomplished. And, you know, we, we I put it all out there on the buy and sell. And uh, like I said, he's still 33. He's got quite a few seasons. You talk about three seasons where you have confidence. I have utmost confidence next three years. And then I'm going to go. That I'm having uh, Aaron Rodgers in my top 10 still, even though he's 38 years old. And the reason why that is, you know how many interceptions he's thrown in the last four years? 
we're talking 15. These other guys that we just mentioned, they average like maybe 13, 14, 50 interceptions in a game. He's had four, 15 in his last four. He's passed for 4,000 yards. He does it every year. And so uh, he is still there. Somebody's going to have to knock him out of my top 10. And then I got Stafford at number 10. Since this is a regular season that we're talking about, we don't know what he's going to do in the postseason, but the regular season we know he's due for four, eight, eight, eight yards this year. He had 41 touchdowns, which is his most in 10 years. So he can still play in the regular season. Postseason may be a different story. We'll find out later uh, tomorrow. But uh, for right now, he's in my top 10. It's very similar to yours, Kevin, in many ways. I got Justin Herbert up at the top. Um, he was an elite company this year. He was one of two that made it to the 5,000-yard mark, him and Tom Brady. Um, obviously, he's got weapons around him. The new system with Joe Lombardi has made this offense just absolutely dynamic. Uh, yeah, and all of his weapons – outside of Keenan Allen are still relatively young. So I see this offense as just an absolute, you know, supernova for the next couple of years. And Justin Herbert's the center of it. Uh, as far as Josh Allen, you know, Josh Allen is just an absolute monster. Um, you know, we were just talking about with Jalen Hurts. I think the one thing that Josh Allen had going for him that Hurts maybe doesn't necessarily is he had an arm that could throw for like 80 yards just flat like this guy was just absolutely one of the the best like throwers and he ended up being the number two pick so once he got his accuracy down he was just absolutely an, an animal and you know he continues to grow so I think he deserves to be the number two spot Patty Mahomes obviously there because you know he's Patty Mahomes he's one of the most creative one of the most deadly one of the most you know cerebral quarterbacks and, you know, he's he's a guy that you can never count out of a game. And, you know, you could be halftime going in. He only has 100 yards. And then the next half he ha or the next quarter, he has four touchdowns. You know, ask the Raiders. Um, Kyler Murray, I think he's the second coming of Russell Wilson, but maybe with a little bit of a, a better arm, a little more accurate. Um, Joe Burrow, obviously we've seen the emergence of Joe Burrow. I think he's one of the guys that's going to keep the pocket uh, quarterback still relevant during the next 10 years. I think a lot of people were kind of shifting towards mobile quarterbacks and they saw what this kid could do. And they're like, okay, you know, we can still roll with a pocket quarterback. Um, as long as he's got chase and Higgins on their rookie contracts. I mean, sky's the limit for this guy. Uh, Jackson, I said it in the buy argument. There's no one more that's more electric in this league than Lamar Jackson. And, you know, whether it's in a winning effort or a losing effort, if Lamar plays an entire game, he's usually putting up at least 15 points for you, if not more. Um, yeah, you just can't when – when you have the best running quarterback on your team and then you start to add, like, new layers, like a, a new starting receiver, you know, the tight end comes back to life. Mark Andrews had a really good rejuvenation year this year. So I think that, you know, skies are still a limit with Lamar Jackson. He's still a good play. Dak Prescott <clears> – <throat> Sorry, my voice is going a little raspy. Dak Prescott just got his new contract. He's got all the weapons in the world there. He's got Mari Cooper, C.D. Lamb. Dalton Schultz is going to be asking for a new contract, and if they're smart, they're going to keep him too. Um, 
I think that, you know, this Dallas team, and I'm a 49er fan, but this Dallas team is scary. And when they put it all together like they did last week, even if against, a, you know, an Eagles second team, it was it's a scary sight. And if you're a fantasy owner or a fantasy manager of these guys, you're like, wow, yeah, just give me some more. So Dak's one of those guys definitely up there. Aaron Rodgers still makes this list for me because he's Aaron freaking Rodgers. I mean, you know, whether he wants to retire or whether he wants to go do Jeopardy, whatever he wants to do, he's probably going to be good at it, even if we don't like the smug look that he puts on. But, you know, this guy is still, you know, campaigning for a back-to-back MVP season, and it's well-deserved. Like Kevin said, only 15 interceptions in the past four years. Yeah, that's that's amazing. If you were in Scott Fishbowl, you were in love with Aaron Rodgers this year. Um, Matthew Stafford, obviously getting all the weapons now. Cooper Cup. He's got Van Jefferson, Odell Beckham going forward. Tyler Higby, another guy that's just you know big arm, good, uh, good solid prime quarterback still. You know, he's it's really understated that Matthew Stafford is still only like 33 years old. Where you're like, whoa, this guy's been around forever, but. He's still, you know, Tom Brady years. He's still got a whole nother career left. But, um, yeah, I mean, he really bloomed this year, and I think he's going to take it to the next level for the next couple of years. And then finally, Kevin, I'm going to be a homer with you. Trey motherfucking Lance. <laughs> now, I mean, listen, you guys made a compelling argument. I don't think Jimmy G is going to be back, but that's because I've had to roll with Jimmy G as my quarterback for four years, and, I, yeah, it's just not worth it. Um, but even if he is back, you know, you want to get this guy for the next three years because Jimmy's not going to be the quarterback for the next three years. So if you can get him at a cheaper price and store him as a QB two, yeah, I think he's going to be a damn good quarterback, whether it's next year or the year afterwards, he's just got all the, he's got all the intangibles, all the athletics that you need, all the characteristics that you want in a quarterback. And one of the things that i personally think he separates himself from Jimmy G is the fact that he can separate an interception from the next down. You know, he can go back into the game after an interception and has that Brett Favre mentality, whether it's good or bad, you know, he's going to go back in, he's going to try and win the game and he's going to try and do it by the, by bombing the defense, by getting, um, by forcing wide receivers open, you know, he's going to try his hardest out there and Kyle Shanahan's a good, um, coach he schemes a lot of his players open well and i think that you know you mix a good coach with a really good project quarterback and you might end up with lamar jackson in his second season not going to say that's the the bet for it but you know those are things that happen from year to year so i'm going to bring everybody back in and just wanted to say to the belly up nation Fantastic. Look at you. Look at you. (laughs) 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 This guy over here. (laughs) That'd be the first time I'd put you to sleep today. (laughs) Anyways, um looks like we're also piercing the veil behind you back there. Coop. We can see behind (laughs) it. So who knows what you got going on back there? Oh, it's, uh, I'm outside. It's like I said, it's windy. And like, you know, like I said, if conditions continue the way they are, not looking good for the Bucks today, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll, do you guys want to talk any about anything about playoffs? Do you guys want to give a take on one game? 
Let's go well, around the corner. Let, let's say one game you guys are really looking forward to watching. Well, I'll just do it. Well, I'll just do it real quick. I'll just run through the quick pick. So I like um, Eagles today, like I said, in the upset because of conditions. Minus Leonard Fournette. You got no running game at all for the Bucks. What what what's good when it's raining? It's a running game. So I like an upset today. Like to see the Eagles upset the Bucks today. Huge upset. Watch out for that. Um, obviously, in the other game, Casey's gonna roll over the Steelers. No big deal there. Um, I the, the the game of the day though for me, or the game of the weekend, is Monday night. That's gonna if you have any DFS, DFS or anything you're looking, that's where you want to look to find some guys because this is gonna be a track meet all over the place. Really, really, really looking forward to that matchup. Um, so anyway, if I did the pick, I got Eagles, I got Rams, uh, I got Casey. Is that am I missing one? You should be on the opposite of Manscaped commercials, breaking balls over here. Busting my balls over here. Big time today. Sorry, just an over. Oh, it's all good. Andrew, what about you? How are you feeling today, man? What are you looking at, Pump? Are you are you strictly hockey now, or are you going to actually? No, no, I'm, I'm still watching the football plays. I'm probably going to go out to a bar, have some lunch, and chill. There um, you go. There you go. But yeah, no. So I uh, I do think the Bucks still win. I like you're saying with as a first first uh, source down there for the weather. I think it it makes things a bit closer though. Um, and yeah, when I was looking at the Bucks offensive weapons today. It, it's gonna be Brashard Perryman is gonna be the number two wide receiver for the for the Bucks today. Yep. So I mean, it's gonna be the Mike Evans and Gronk show. And if if well, look, Brady can do something with that. I think he can still win the game. So I still pick them to win, but I do think it's gonna be closer than people think. Uh, I'm actually picking the 49ers to upset the Cowboys today. Uh, so uh, I'm I'm a roll with that. I do not like what I've seen out of the Cowboys out the rest. Sure, they looked great against us. You know, arresting Eagles team last week. They have not looked that good against everyone else, though. And I, I think with what the 49ers are trying to do on offense with their creativity, and they're going to target Trayvon Diggs, who, sure, he can pick the ball off when it's thrown to an open space and he's all alone to catch it. He's getting burnt. And yeah. I'm there to see Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, burn him. And I think the 49ers win this game 28-21 over the Cowboys. Uh Chiefs over Chiefs over Steel is easy. That like we'll, we'll see we'll see Big Ben uh, go out uh, however he chooses to go out. But so that's 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 easy. But I do agree that the most entertaining game is going to be the Monday night game, the Rams and Cardinals. It's just going to be fun to watch. I do pick the Rams to win that one, uh, probably somewhere in the range of you know 35, 31, 34, 31, something like that. Like I I could see it getting there, um, but I do pick the Rams to win that. That's going to be the best game though. But I think the biggest thing I said is 49ers over the Cowboys. I'm with you today, Justin. Not breaking your balls. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Keep the energy going. <laughs> All right, Kev. All got? right. So, you know, I'm the Seahawk guy, so I'm not supposed to be for the 49ers. But I think uh, that's the best game that we got going on this weekend. And um, you, you've got you've – got, some some different kind of energies flowing there and it all depends on which energy starts rolling as i was reading that jimmy garoppolo was eight no when they don't do turn the ball over but two and six when he does yep. and, and 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 the cowboys are, are the number one team in turnovers so that's your headline battle right there 
and Jimmy Garoppolo not turn the ball over, which I think that he can, you know, so that, that, that's a big, huge thing. I like Andrew, what you were saying about how, you know, Diggs gets burned, which he does quite a bit. Nobody wants to talk about that. And so, uh, I, I think that's the best game that's going to be played this weekend. I'm not going to go out, you know, and say, hey, uh, you know, because I don't want to give Justin a big head and talk about 49ers winning. But I, <laughs> I think that's a great game right there. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> some of these, uh, I, I agree that uh, Philadelphia is going to put up some good uh, some good uh, game today. I think Tampa Bay wins it. Philadelphia is a nine-point underdog. I think that's way too many points to be I given them. That. <laughs> yeah. And uh, – as far as uh, Pittsburgh, over-under is 46-and-a-half. Bet the under on that. And uh, I agree with uh, with Big Ben. Steelers have no chance of winning this game. And uh, tomorrow night's game, Cardinals, Rams, we don't know which team's going to show up. Is it the team that goes up 17-0 and then just you know takes a seat in the crapper the rest of the game? But, uh, you know, the Cardinals, they did the exact same thing at home where if they win – you know, they could be at home. Seattle put 38 on them. So uh, I, I don't know which end to turn on that one, but it's at home, so I'm going to go with the Rams winning that one. Nice. I like how Commission Coop gave us a weather report slash – Yeah, appreciate <laughs> the weather report. Slash, slash a little flex on the pool. On the pool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He flexed an indoor greenhouse pool. That's right. You need to bring I, us I down there any... so we could do a show from the pool. That's what we need to do. Next summer, I got you. I'm going to do it right from the pool floaty. From the pool, uh, pool floaty, I'll be doing a show from it. I got Bro, you, you got to have like a margarita ready to go to, just like fucking sipping bag and shit. <laughs> Oh, this was this was great, guys. Um, I'm gonna round it out with my playoff picks. Make it real quick. I think Tampa Bay will find a way to win this game. Uh, Brady's. I don't think he's gonna be denied in the wild card round. Um, I'm gonna go with obviously Pittsburgh. No, I'm just kidding. Kansas City. <laughs> um, I'm a 49ers guy, so I'm gonna be a home rule for them regardless. I love their chances today. I think Dallas is a good matchup. Um, kind of like what Andrew was saying, you got to really target Diggs because he's been giving up more yards per reception through the interception. So the interceptions are kind of like a smoke screen. Um, right. and then finally, Absolute smoke screen. Absolute smoke screen. Right. That's somebody that lives in Dallas. They don't talk about that down here, but it, it's true. Yeah. And I mean, but that's the thing 11 interceptions, that's quite a smoke screen, though. I mean, that, that shows talent. That shows it a is. lot of freaking talent, man. He's obviously got his brother's hands, that's for sure. He can be in good position sometimes. Yeah. Shows. And then I'm going to round it out. I think the Rams are going to pull it out. I think the Cardinals are a little hurting right now. Um, I don't think they were really prepared late season for this push. So I think that the, the Rams will come back, and they kind of have that sour taste that the 49ers put in their mouth, so they're going to come out and try and really take it to the uh, Cardinals. So, guys, thank you for joining us. BFFL Fantasy Live Dynasty Edition. Everybody, go around. Let's plug it. Kamish, tell us what you got. All right. Visit us, tssfantasy.com. All of our great stuff is there. You can check us out. We're everywhere, um, social media-wise, all that. So make sure you check us out. And guess what? I, I'm pretty much the game master on my show. I like to do lots of fun games and stuff, as you saw earlier with our by itself. We might do a buy or sell next week, or I might bring a little something different to you next week. We'll check. We'll, we'll figure it out. 
Um, but don't forget, visit us again. Subscribe to our YouTube, all that good stuff. Oh, appreciate it. Andrew, tell us what we can do with you. Where can we find you? And tell us about your new show. Yeah, so you can find me, Belly Up Sports, Belly Up Fantasy. Um, like I said, I've been mainly sticking to football uh, through this season. But if you are like me and your team is out of it and you're looking for something else to get into, PGA season is on the way. It's it's underway right now. You can find my new show, Divots and Pivots. It's a fantasy golf show. We'll talk DFS. I will hopefully get some guests in. and We're just going to talk golf in general, um, talk about the players and what it takes to be uh, in that position on tour and winning. So you can find me at Divots and Pivots on Twitter. You can find me at Real Mr. Mallard on Twitter. All my links will be connected through there. So check out the show. It should be airing uh, this coming week on Wednesday. So keep a lookout. Awesome. Awesome. I might tune in just to see if I can knock a couple points off my score. <laughs> I, can't, I can't promise that. I'm not a good golfer. I just enjoy golf. <laughs> uh, well, Kev, you know, round us out. What are you up to? Um, I know fantasy is kind of on like a little bit of a layaway right now. So what are you up to these days? Well, you know, you talk about fantasy, is on, but Kevin is not on a layaway. And so <laughs> uh, I've I kind of shifted away a little bit from football. And I wrote a basketball article last week, and I, I've got a midseason uh, my fantasy basketball awards article that'll be going out probably tomorrow. And so uh, you, you can always go on to the fantasy Belly Up Fantasy Live. You'll see me. So check that out. You can go on Twitter. Of course, you'll find me at Kevin Six Two W I L S E A. And uh, next month, you know, hopefully we'll be having some baseball we can talk about and uh, I'm the host of the belly up fantasy live baseball show, which we are planning on, on launching out the week after the super bowl. So uh, Vince and I will be doing that and we'll have some guys stopping on in. So, and uh, if, if anyone ever needs a, you know, co-host or whatever, you know, you just give me a ring, I'll be there. And uh, so I'm out there. So what do you, what are you doing if they go on like a labor strike and they, they miss you know, like half the season? <laughs> Do you just know. go on the they podcast and take a yeah, shot for, <laughs> for everything. So I, I don't know. Maybe I'll go. I'll be in a coma. Maybe I'll be in a because you know, baseball has always been my thing. And so uh, you know, maybe I'll just get into a little ball position. I'm not too sure what's going to happen just yet. So we'll see. <laughs> well, we hope to keep you on here so you could. Uh... Uh, that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, guys, it's been a great episode. Way to launch the Dynasty edition of the Belly Up Fantasy Live. Um, thank you, guys, the Belly Up Nation, and um, enjoy the playoffs. Have a good one, guys. That's right. Woo-woo. Check us out. See you all later. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.